What's going on, MLW fans? Your host, your boy, George McKay, back in studio again today. And today, for episode number three, I have my returning PIC. Please welcome back to MLW Rewind, the one, the only, Lewis Carlin. What's going on, Lewis? Hey, what's going on? Good to be back. Sorry about last week, man. You did a great job, by the way. You did a great job uh, on your own. I was a little under the weather, had to go get a COVID test. Thankfully, it was negative, but really under the weather. Uh, but you filled in, but but you challenged me there, and I'm not going to let you go. Uh, this. Well, you, you mentioned the Leo Rush Myron Reed match. So let's discuss that for a bit because you were looking right at me. I know you were rooting for Leo Rush. I was rooting for Myron Reed. Uh, what's up, man? You, you came at me, man. What's up with that? I didn't really come at you. It was more of along know, the lines of basically calling you out for not being sick, that you were running scared from the fact of the obvious, which is, listen, Myron Reed, Leo Rush 1, was everything we knew it was going to be. Speed, quickness, an amazing story told in the ring. But I needed Leo Rush to win. You know why? And I said it in last week's episode, but I'll refresh your memory. You're a little bit older than me, so I'll refresh your memory. Because we need to see Reed versus Rush 2. It's got to happen. And the only way for that to happen is if Myron loses the first one, which he did. Whoever wins the second one, I could care less because I know it's going to be a barn burner. But I needed this to get to the sequel because in certain cases, like The Godfather Part 2, like Beverly Hills Cop 2, the sequel outdoes the original. That was the point. Okay, that that actually makes a whole lot of sense. I agree with you on that one. Even though I wanted Myron Reed to retain this title, I'm, I'm a Myron Reed fan, uh, but I do agree with you on that. And maybe we'll get two, three, four, five matches out of them. Uh, it'll be great. And everybody, listen, yeah, everybody yeah. loves everybody loves the best of seven series. I could go for another six matches, no problem, hundred percent, hundred percent, man, hundred percent. So let's talk about this week's episode. What do you think, man? Well, you know what? I, I, I got to say right off the hop, um, making uh, Selena De La Renta, the executive producer for an evening, was everything I knew it would possibly be. This was filled with so much culture, so much great vignettes, so much storytelling that it was hard not to be entertained for this this week's episode. I mean, we had the first off, I want to talk about the um, debut, if you will, of... Uh, Mel Mortes, I hope I'm sharing that. I hope I'm saying that right. Debuts. This is the man of a thousand deaths, and he faces Flying Brian Pillman Jr., which is you know another possible cross promotion, if you will, because Pillman Jr. is AEW. He's AEW. He's been AEW for a while. He actually had to vacate certain titles on the Indies because his contracts with AEW were increasing. So the fact that MLW got him for an episode shows that maybe there's an inner workings there as well. We know that Tony Khan is all about kind of spreading the love as we know what's happening with Impact and what's happening with uh, Hard to Kill. So I don't think it's, I think it's great for business to see Brian back on the MLW uh, uh, product, if you will. And I enjoyed the match. Uh, Let me know your thoughts on it though. Yeah, no, I mean, it was a squash match, first of all. It wasn't a, it wasn't a very competitive match. And I kind of like that. Reason being is it really showed that Mil Muertas is going to be an unstoppable force in MLW. I mean, you look at Mads Kruger. Mads Kruger ran through two jobbers, and they were calling him an unstoppable force. But Mil Muertas ran through Brian Pillman Jr., a top ML star with no issue to prove that he is actually going to be a force to be reckoned with in MLW. And the Selena Del Rente, the um, Purdue show, she was fantastic. Uh, but you kind of knew that the Von Erichs wouldn't lose their titles. Uh, that was, <laughs> it was kind of set in stone there. But uh, no, she did a great job. She was insulting the announcers. Uh, she, was, she was fantastic. Uh, I really enjoyed this show, man. I did too. And what I enjoyed the most about this one was actually the first eight seconds. Low-key versus... What the heck was his name? Oh, Bud, Bud Heavy. Bud Henry. Bud Henry. But no, I thought it was heavy. Okay, maybe it's Bud Henry. heavy. Bud heavy. heavy. Bud heavy. Sorry, Bud heavy. There we go. It's more like it's it's kind of like uh, when I said uh, ra- uh, r- rarefied air or uh, ratified air instead of rarefied. We all remember what happened in episode number one. We got to be careful. P's and Q's. Um, yeah, but low key knocking the guy out in eight seconds flat. I literally timed it, and literally when he got knocked out on the clock for the match was eight seconds. That's got to be a record somewhere. There's nobody that's been knocked out cold in eight seconds. 
And I love it because they're showing the power of Loki and they're kind of throwing him in almost any title contention pitcher. Now I know Loki's got an attitude issue and he's had some history of, you know, kind of bad dealings that he's done in certain other promotions. But I think that the Loki we're seeing in 2021 is somebody different. He impressed me in the opera cup. I know he didn't impress you. He took away your pick Richard holiday. I get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's move yeah. on. The fact is, is that I think he had a great showing in the Opera Cup tournament. And I think that Lawler only beat him by like a hair of a faction. I don't care what anybody says. Even if Lawler was on the show with us one day, I'd tell him straight to his face. But I like the fact of how they're building up Loki. They're not building up as an unstoppable force, but they all they are calling him, you know, the knockout artist. And you can't be called the knockout artist without knocking a dude out in eight seconds. You, you really can't. <laughs> No, I mean, I, I, I legitimately, I felt bad for Bud. I like Bud Heavy. I felt bad for the guy. I mean, he looked like, was that his first time on MLW? I think that was the first time we've seen him on MLW. He's like, got my debut, boom, he's knocked out in eight seconds. And But but low-key, I, I guess he's just proven that he's, or showing that he's upset that he lost the Opera Cup. Um, uh, he just wants, uh, he's upset. He wants to show everybody that he's not done. And I know he did a angry promo after the, after the match. And um, man, that was something, man. I, I felt it on my jaw when he got, when, when poor uh, Bud Heavy got hit. I hope we see him again. I, 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 I did a little research on him. He's a, he's a wrestler. He's on Facebook. He's got like 400 likes on, on his Facebook page. So um, maybe we'll get him on one day. We'll, we'll, we'll discuss the, that match with him. Yeah, and it'll only take eight seconds to discuss it. How did you feel when your when your head hit the floor? Great. Thanks for coming on the show, bro. Peace out. <laughs> it'll be the fastest podcast interview in history. Yeah, it'll be a it'll be an eight-second podcast, man. We'll knock him out with one quick question and he'll be out. And then we'll say goodnight, everybody. Thank you. Yeah. Boom. Thanks. MLW Rewind. This episode's in the books. Yeah. It'll take longer for the intros and outros than the actual interview itself. 100%. Let's talk about Max Kruger, though. He challenge, challenges Hammerstone again to the open weight title. And yep. I, I was confused by the promo, um, the underground layer of Contra. Have we ever seen this layer? Is this a thing? Is this going to be a, the, a cinematic match in MLW? Is, that, is this what we're, they're prepping us for? I, I'm thinking, I was thinking that, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't think we've ever seen the layer before. This is going to be a cinematic match, I think. And um, I don't know. I don't know what to expect. I'll be honest. It was a little hard to understand what he was saying under the mask. Um, but... Uh, but um, yeah, uh, I'm I'm look, I'm thinking we're gonna get a cinematic match, and it should be a good one. I don't think Hammerstone's gonna lose the title, but uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens, man. I, uh, I I think I think Hammerstone does lose the title, and the only reason I think that is because um, there's gonna be some kind of an interference from Fatu. Fatu is gonna do something in the lair to get Hammerstone off his game. And uh, I mean, I did love the promo by Hammerstone Treehouse. Are we going to your treehouse? Are we doing that? I thought that was great. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I, I think that Fat Two will get involved in some aspect, and this sets up now the streamline that we've all knew has been coming. They've been building this Hammerstone versus Fat Two for a while, and they even did when they did their top ten. He is number one in the top ten, so unofficially, he's the number one contender for the MLW heavyweight championship. Yeah, but but he's a number one contender because he has the open weight belt. If he loses that, he's not the number one contender anymore, right? But that really doesn't mean anything because ACH is number nine, I think, and he's getting a title shot, right? Exactly. They announced that for next week, which is a match yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing. ACH is a great talent. Uh, I think it's going to be fed too convincingly, but I think we might see some sparks of ACH, which may set him up for possibly going after the open weight title one day down the line. Maybe, I don't know, but um, let's... Let's get into this because this was kind of a head scratcher for me. So the the legend Conan, uh, if you will, you know he's a WCW legend, you know WWE legend uh, Conan La Viva de Raza. You know came out with all the earrings and stuff back in the day. Was part of whatever incantation of the NWO there was, black and white, red and yellow, pink and green. He was involved in all of that, um, and he was supposed to be on commentary. He was supposed to be you know a special guest of MLW, and then this witch promo happened with Selena De La Renta in his home with a candle looking like uh, extra from the craft saying in your final moments, there will be pain. Okay. But I get that. But in order for that to be painful, I, I need to see him in pain. It has to be believable in some aspect. You can't just sit in the man's house. First off, that's breaking and entering and you film yeah, yourself yeah. doing it, but you can't just be in the man's house and say there will be pain in your final moments. 
well, who are you talking to? Are you talking to us or are, is that his point of view? The promo was cut very poorly and I don't understand the storyline that they're building there, but then maybe what happened near the end of the show, right before the tag team match, which was the main event, which we'll get into. She was with the announcers again, asked them how the show was. And then something flashed across the screen that promotion Dora, Dora, Dara, Dora. I hope I'm saying that right. Was sold. And who purchased it? Did Conan purchase it? There's a lot of questions here, and I understand what they're building yeah. a story to, but I don't know where the story's going. Yeah, no, I agree. I was a little confused with that. I was like, uh, the same thing. I was like, who is she talking to? Is is, is she talking directly? Is Conan this uh, hanging from the wall or something? Is she talking to Conan? Is she t- is she talking? Who is she, who is she talking? So I, get a little, I was a little confused there, but they did not. They did announce. I don't know if this has anything to do with it, but. MLW and IAW, Puerto Rico, I don't know, IWA, I should say, Puerto Rico are now um, working together. I don't know if that might have something to do with it or uh, I don't know. But um, yeah, no, it was a little confusing, but I'm sure it'll all unfold as, as the weeks go on. Maybe Mil Muertas was in the process of killing Conan. I, I don't know, but uh, we'll, uh, we'll see. We'll see. I'm sure it'll all unfold in the weeks to come in. I wonder if they're going to dub Conan the man of a thousand reincarnations because if Mel Muertas <laughs> is the man of a thousand deaths. And Conan, ha- oh, maybe he's sorry. He can't be a thousand reincarnations because they would be equal. He has to be a thousand and one. For this to make sense, he has to be reincarnated one more time over many times he can die. Maybe that's the point. Okay. Well, maybe maybe he enlists Bud Heavy to, to come and help him. Uh, in his <laughs> eight war with, with Bill, You only got Bill eight Wackens. seconds to save him, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk. Let's talk the main event. Let's talk the um yeah. the the main event of the evening, which was our you know, our current, or at the time, current MLW tag team champions, the Von Ericks. They were going up against Los Parks, which is LA Park, and uh, Gino de la Park, or Inyo de la Park. I hope I'm saying it right. My Spanish is not the greatest. Uh, Inyo okay. de la Park, which is his son in the tag team match, and Tom Lawler, the Open Cup winner, was the special guest referee, which, again, like you said at the top of the show, this was doomed for not to go the Von Erichs way, considering all the beef they've had with Dirty Lawler and what's transpired there. So uh, we kind of all saw the way this was going, but not to take anything away from the Von Erichs. I got to say, they've impressed me. They impressed me the previous week with the Dirty Blondes, and now they've impressed me again this week. Even though it was a losing effort, there was some, some points of the match that were fantastic. But then there was just a lot of chaos. And I'll point out two things of chaos for me before I hand it over to you. Um, Where did the mace come from, from Selena Del Renta, in that skimpy little dress that she was wearing? Where did she hide that can of mace? Because it was a pretty big can of mace. And second, who was the third LA Park under the ring? Is that a distant cousin? Because if that was supposed to be a second LA Park, there's a weight differential there. That doesn't make sense. L.A. Park is over 300 pounds. The dude under the ring was maybe 200 cut like stone. Looked like in shape. Maybe L.A. Park when he first started wrestling, you know, 20 some odd years ago. There was just a lot of head scratching for me. Obviously, Los Parks comes out. Congratulations to them. In a much dirty fashion, slow counts by Dirty Lawler. Fast count at the end by Dirty Lawler secure the victory. Uh, But I found it to be a lot of chaos. And I get the MLW product is not as clean cut as what we're used to seeing when it comes to, say, an Impact or an AEW or a, uh, a WWE. As much as we don't really like to talk about WWE, we can't ignore the product and how clean cut it looks. Um, but there has to be better ways to tell the stories. You're going to have all this stuff going on in the room. At least have somebody trying to keep some sense of control. Even in chaos, you can have control. What's your thoughts on that? Well, the mace could have just been under the ring, right? They could have just hid the mace under the ring. That's it. Fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, I I know it was a big can of mace, but it could have just been hiding under the ring or a bodyguard could have had it in his pocket or something. Uh, so, so the mace thing I really didn't uh, – one thing that I thought was a little weird is the way – Tom Lawler, and I'm going to try not to laugh here, is the way Tom Lawler just ran towards the wrestlers and just fell over the top rope to the outside. I mean, <laughs> did, did you notice that? 
Well, I did. Why is yes, he running towards the wrestler? He's a referee. Why is he running towards the wrestlers? And then he just like trips over the top rope to the outside. That just didn't make sense. It looked really, really bad. Uh, I, I'm sorry if Corp Bauer is listening. I'm sorry. That looked really, really bad. Uh, the way he just, it almost like he was like running like a little schoolgirl. And then he just tripped over and it fell over the top rope. It just it didn't make much sense. But the match itself was was really good. Great back and forth action. Um Love that. Like, like I was hoping the Von Erics were going to pull it out, but I, I knew that there's no way there's no way that they're going to put you, you. You were thinking that maybe in the start of the match, maybe Tom Lawler might cut it, uh, might call it down the middle. But then you saw the slow count and then the fast count for the for those parks. And it's like, no, it's, there's no way they're going to retain. And, uh, yeah, they lost the titles and it's going to be fun to see them chasing the titles now because they've been champions for a long time. Yeah, and it, it actually is going to make them hungry again because when you've been a champion yeah. for as long as they have. I mean, if you look at some of the guys in MLW, everybody's over 400-plus days as wearing gold, right? So yeah. all these champions, I kind of like the fact that the first couple episodes back from Fusion, we're seeing a lot of title changes, which is great. It, it breeds new rivalries. It, it brings some freshness to the product, and it's great. And um, one other honorable mention to mention on the show before we get to, I guess, our final thoughts on the product for this week um, uh, is the Myron Reed. And Injustice promo. So, obviously, right after the previous week when he lost to the man of the hour, Leo Rush, the current middleweight champ, um, when he lost, uh, he was cutting a promo. And right in the midst of that promo, Contra got all up in their business. Laid the flag over um, Myron's partner, whose name is escaping me right now. But um, they kind of showed that they're not they're not finished with Contra, and I'm sure Contra's not finished with them. What's your thoughts on now, I guess, this budding rivalry between Contra and Injustice? Well, you think of Jordan Oliver as his partner, Thank you. by the way. I was going to uh, say Jamie are... Oliver, but I know he's a chef, and I didn't want to make that mistake again. <laughs> That's okay, man. That's okay. Uh, just keep breathing the refined air. Um... <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. All uh, right. No, no. I mean, they're a little outnumbered, and uh, I'm wondering if they're going to – bring uh, some somebody else in. I know they had Cotto Brazil, but he's no longer uh, in MLW, so he's no longer part of Injustice. I wonder if they're going to you know, bring in one or two other people to help them fight Contra, and it's a question. Uh, I don't want to give away um, who we're going to be speaking to, but we're going to be speaking to Myron Reed shortly, and uh, I'm going to be asking him that question if they're going to bring anybody else in in their uh, war with Contra, but it was uh, it was a great, um, great promo. Looking forward to the to the feud between the two. I guess he's not going after the MLW uh, middleweight championship uh, at this time. I guess it's, it's their concentrating on Contra. Uh, so yeah, I'm looking forward to the, to the, uh, the feud, but I want to ask you actually, um, before we, uh, before we get into our final thoughts, Alicia Tooth and uh, Selena De La Renta, they've been going at it on Twitter. You know, I, I, let's, I know you've been involved with that. I know you've been retweeting that. Tell me your thoughts on that, man. That's getting a little crazy. You know what? I, I love it. I love the fact that, um, you know, one, not really trained wrestler, a very great interviewer, somebody who I admire, someone I've had on the show. My daughter is also interviewed her in her five questions. Uh, Alicia L2. She's getting right in the thick of things with Selena De La Renta and uh, calling her the spawn of Satan, the whole fuck you, Alicia, fuck your truce, uh, all the, 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 the battling back and forth. And I love how people are feeding into it. But what I don't like about it is how people are, are, are insulting the two. At the end of the day, this is wrestling, guys and girls. This is a work. There's not really bad blood there. I don't care what anybody says. There's not. So let's kind of cut out the bullying of the two stars and just let them have their fun. I get it. We want to pick sides and choose. Me, on the other hand, I don't. I want to watch. I want to get the popcorn. I don't want to watch this motherfucking movie because I know that both <laughs> both could be very catty. And when Alicia does interview her. I mean, first off, how long is the interview going to last? Obviously, it's going to last longer than Buddy Heavy or Bud Heavy's debut. We know this. <laughs> but what what will be said? Where is this building? And what is the method behind the madness? And this is the genius of Court Bauer. This is the genius of MLW. We've talked about a lot of things that are unclear right now that we don't know where they're building. We talked about um, what happened to Conan. And is he dead? Is he not dead? We talked about um, uh, promotion Dora Dora Dada. I don't, again, I don't know how to say it properly, so I apologize. Uh, if, if that's been sold and who it's been sold to, and now obviously this, the budding rivalry between Selena De La Renta and Alicia Altoot. So my final thoughts is this: if this is going to go down, what's the end game? 
the only way to settle this would be for Alicia to get in the ring. Or maybe they do it old school, like WWE did it back in 2000, where they have champions fight for their honor. Now, Selena has a pick of her litter, but maybe there's an inner workings between Conan and Alicia. Maybe that's who bought the promotion. Maybe Alicia's involved in that. Maybe it's going to spin that way. I'm not sure how the story's going to go. All I know is that both, both women are playing their parts perfectly. And as a fan of wrestling, I could be more excited to see where this goes because I've been waiting to see Alicia Altoot's caddy side, and I know she's going to bring the fire. If When she loves you, she loves you. When she hates you, dude, sleep with one eye open. She's going to fuck yeah. people up. Okay. Well, I don't know if you if you if you saw. I think it was last week. She posted a picture of herself in the ring training, and I think she put like a thinking emoji. A few of them. So I think she's training right now, and I think it's going to end up being a match between the two at uh, one of the upcoming pay per views. That that's that's what I'm thinking. They were supposed to do the interview, I think, on um, yesterday, but they weren't able to do it as per Alicia too. So hopefully, the Selena canceled. She just ditched oh. her. That's what happened. Oh, she did. Okay, that's what happened. Okay. Well, hopefully they'll get the interviews done soon. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. That's gonna be a. That's gonna be a good one, man. That's gonna be a. That's gonna be going. Um, speaking of, we were talking about Contra. Actually, Davari is now a member of Contra. Yes. Uh, Impact Wrestling's Davari is now a member of Contra. So that's another uh, member that um, Injustice needs to worry about now, man. Exactly. And I mean, if we're going to do our picks for who, I mean, we're going to, obviously you're going to ask Myron Reed who they might bring in if they need the help. Uh, I'm going to pitch one person right now. He's somebody who can last at least eight seconds. Okay. But heavy, but heavy is the injustice third <laughs> mystery opponent because the way he was handled by low key was just straight up injustice. Court Bauer okay, couldn't man. even give the man a minute, eight seconds flat. Eight seconds, man. He lasted about as long as uh, as amateur bull riders last their first time out. Eight seconds. Horrible. Horrible. Yeah, I mean, I think SD Jones lasted at least 13 seconds with King Kong Bundy at WrestleMania 1, man. See what I'm saying? So See what I'm saying? <laughs> like, that's class. Look at Santino Morella. Santino Morella, when he was eliminated from the Royal Rumble, he lasted nine seconds. You couldn't even oh, give the man eight a seconds. perfect 10. Well, if this was bull riding, I think he uh, Bud Heavy would have been a uh, a champion of riding a bull for eight seconds. I think you need to ride the bull for at least eight seconds. Uh, so he would have been a champion bull rider, but wrestler, no. Right now, he's the, he needs some work, man. Just stay away from low key for a while. All right, Peter Bud Heavy, man. One love. I'm going to pour some liquor out for my homies. All right, let's give our final thoughts. And I guess our final thoughts will be something new we'll do on the show every week where Lewis and I will give our grades A, B, C, okay. D. How you feel about this week's episode and where you see it going. So, Lewis, I'll give you one minute for your final thought before we bring Myron onto the show. Well, this was a very good show. I enjoyed the show. A few things, you know, questionable, but um, overall, I'd probably give it, I, I'd give it a B minus. I give it a B minus. I, uh, I'm looking forward to next week, uh, ACH against Junior for two. Uh, I'm sorry, Jacob for two. Uh, Junior for two. Jacob for two. I'm sorry. About okay, that. ratified. It's ratified air. Okay, there we go. There we go. I just, <laughs> uh, it's the refined air that's, that's screwing up my thoughts. Karma. But, <laughs> Okay, there we go. Okay, we're, we're even out, man. So, uh, yeah, so Jacob Fatou is definitely going to win, uh, but I'm looking forward to the match, and Davari is debuting next week as well. Uh, but overall, B-, minus, and I'm looking forward to next week, man. Absolutely. I agree with you. Uh, my grade is in around the same. Uh, it's going to be just a flat-out straight B. Um, there was definitely production issues for me, and I understand the product is of a lower value. I get that, but doesn't mean that the production cannot be stellar. And there was just a lot of things, a lot of chaos, especially in that tag team match with a lot of moving parts around the ring that I think just could have been kind of orchestrated a little bit better. I'm not asking for the full pop production that we get from all the other guys, but just give me something that's watchable because when I'm trying to figure out what's going on in the ring, also trying to figure out what's happening outside the ring. And I get it. The can of mace. Yes, it could have been hidden anywhere. But my point to that was, is that it wasn't really a factor uh, at any other point in the match. And for it to just come up at that point, why not just slip brass knuckles? Why not do it old school? The can of mace just to me didn't make sense. It was irrelevant. Didn't need to be showcased in there at all. But regardless of the fact they give it a solid B, I enjoyed this one. I can't wait to see what the Contra Lair looks like. I'm thinking a mixture of the Justice League Towers and Batman's Batcave, somewhere along those lines. That's what it's going to look like. Or maybe it'll be just like Hammerstone said and just be a treehouse. Uh, it could be. Right before Myron Reed comes on the show, let's get this out of the way. And let's uh, shout out our Twitters now. Lewis, where can 
they find you on the wonderful world of social media, not just not just Twitter. Okay, so oh, now well, Twitter is is at shooting up north. Uh, you can find me on Facebook, um, the Alliance Pro Wrestling Network. Just type in Alliance Pro Wrestling Network. I am there on Facebook. Same thing with. Uh, well, with with Instagram, I got two accounts. I got Shooting Up North, so look up Shooting Up North and look up Alliance Pro Wrestling Network. I can't remember the tags right now. I should have wrote them down. My apologies, but just Alliance Pro Wrestling Network and Shooting Up North on Instagram, and you'll find me. Just hit that like button. Just hit that follow button. And YouTube, Alliance Pro Wrestling Network, hit that subscribe button. Your turn, my friend. All right. Well, you know, you guys know me, but you can find me on Twitter at underscore straight talk on Instagram and Facebook at straight talk wrestling and on YouTube at straight talk wrestling. And you also want to hit up the Alliance pro wrestling network page on YouTube as well, because that's where you'll be able to find the video versions of these interviews. The audios will also be on our uh, audio platforms. Uh, my host is Podbean. Lewis, I'm not sure is yours Podbean as well. Uh, mine is Anchor. 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 Mine so you can Anchor. find it on Anchor yeah. as well. And, and they, they distribute it through all the other platforms. So if you got an Android phone, no problem. We're on Google. We're on Spotify. We're on Stitcher. And if you got an iPhone, we're on Apple Podcasts. You can find us on anywhere. The episodes always drop every Sunday. Not a specific time. Just depends on when I get up. I have my coffee, my Danish, and that kind of stuff. So those are our socials. And just in a few seconds, we're going to have Myron Reed, the former middleweight champion. In the building. Soon, soon to be future uh, middleweight champion as well. That would be a two-time champion, would it not? Yeah, that would be. Two-time champion. Yeah, you know what? That's cool. Uh, Rush Hour 2 grossed a lot of money. So I could see the man of the hour grossing a lot of money for MLW. Okay. All right. Fair enough, man. Fair enough. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the time is at hand. Please help us welcome to the show our second MLW star, Somebody who is definitely going to be the future of the business, Mr. Myron Reed to MLW Rewind. How are you, brother? What's going on, man? How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. So, Myron, the way the interviews work is I ask a question, Lewis asks a question. I'm honest. Lewis is Lewis. And that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) But my first question is I love to ask these questions. I love to get the answers on this. I like to call it the defining moment. It's that moment that you remember falling in love with pro wrestling. Uh, that's simple, man. I used to watch it with my great grandma when I was younger and she used to be a big fan of the rock. So like we was always watching the rock matches and and a lot of them were SmackDown, the rock versus triple H and stuff like that. That was when I was like super little. Um, but I really fell in love with it. Like once I got a little older and, you know, like probably like 2002, 2003, like, was when I really fell in love with wrestling. So that's awesome. It's awesome. Well, man, unlike, unlike George, I was rooting for you to, to, to retain the, the middleweight title. I, I'm a big fan. I've been wanting to talk to you for a while and it's a pleasure to have you on the show. It's a pleasure to finally be talking to you, man. Uh, so my question is what's more important to you right now, regaining that middleweight title or taking care of business with Contra? See, that's a tough one. Like, <clears throat> Of course, I want my belt back right now. That's, I mean, that's 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 clear as day. But like, as far as like, I got to handle the the task at hand because if if I go after Leo right now, I still got to worry about Contra. But if we take care of them first, they're out of the way, then I can focus on Leo. Full focus on Leo. Okay, man. Very cool. Well, your 14-day title reign was very impressive. And again, the reason why we're rooting on different sides is because I needed to see. Reed versus Rush 2, which now is not an if, it's just a when, once we get past all the Contra stuff. But, I mean, that match with Leo last night, no doubt, it it was amazing. Uh, But what is your response to the promo that he cut after the match where he called you a paper champion and saying that now the belt is worth 25K gold? Honestly, I think it's hilarious, man. I laugh at a lot of the stuff he says because – I mean, he, he just contradicts himself. Like, think about it. Like, 424 days as champion. That's not a paper champion. No one could beat me for over a year for the belt. There's nothing paper about that. Leo is going to be the paper champion. Money is paper. This man is about to be the paper champion. I love it. I love the response. Fire. 
Yeah, man. I, I want to go back to Contra for a second, if you don't mind. They they have you outnumbered. It's just you and Jordan Oliver are in justice. Uh, are you going to be bringing anybody else in to possibly uh, battle Contra? Because they do have you outnumbered. Davari is now a member of Contra. You got Mads Kruger. Uh, there's just the two of you. Have you thought about bringing anybody, uh, anybody else in to help you in your war with Contra? Well, I feel like right now, me and Jordan are going to try and stick and handle things ourselves because... At the end of the day, Contra is trying to feud with the whole company. I mean, <laughs> they're, they're, okay. they're damn near feuding with the whole company. I mean, like they can't—they don't have eyes everywhere now. I mean, so right now it's just—it's a being the smarter wrestlers right now for me and Jordan. We just got to play this smart, but we definitely got some stuff up our sleeve. All right, man. Cool. Uh, I'm going to switch back to uh, more Leo Rush conversation, but uh, in your promo leading up to the match, you stated never ever meet your heroes. Do you consider Rush to be a, a significant hero figure in your life before that match? Uh, I just felt not really, not in my life. I just felt like he was, he's been a big, like, inspiration to just people that are coming up on the indie scenes. If you watch the indie scene of wrestling right now, it, it's a lot of little Leo Rushes. And um, it's just, he's, he's inspired a lot of people, and I respect that about him, man, and I mean, You've inspired a lot of people in my generation, but you know it comes to a point where you got to face your your idols. You know, and they become your rivals, and that's exactly what's happening right now. Absolutely agree, one hundred percent. So let's talk about your contract. What was it about MLW that convinced you to sign a long term deal with them? Well, I know at first, like I was hitting up different, or I was pretty much talking to different companies, like about signing when I first signed with them and they they hit me back and was like you know you are man for fans and stuff and I was you know I, I thought that was pretty cool and I signed with them because they had the best I feel like the best contract because it's not exclusive so like I can work anywhere I want to work on the independent independent scene sorry and I just feel like working anywhere I want and making that money and not only getting to go and wrestle any other day of the month because you know they do tapings so wrestling any other, any other day of the month, I'm making extra money from wrestling, you know what I mean? As opposed to, I can only work this date, this date, and can't work for nobody else. Like, you know what I mean? It's more, it's more income for me. But like, it's bigger, it's better. All right. Um, now, obviously, once we get past all this Contra stuff, there's open-ended situations where you could go. Uh, so this is actually a two-part question. The first part of the question is, um, when you and Rush 2 happens, which it will, Reed Definitely. versus Rush 2 will happen. Will you guys... If he doesn't lose to someone else. If he doesn't lose to someone else first. But well, I mean, I'm yeah, hoping I'm he doesn't. Hoping I'm yeah. hoping he doesn't because I need to see it. Because if I don't, then everything I said in our second episode makes no sense. So I got to see it. <laughs> but um, do you feel like you guys need to up the ante? You've already had that great match. You told a great story in just a regular match. Could we possibly see a cage match, a ladder match, a falls count anywhere match? Will you up the ante? For Rush versus Reed too. I just feel like I don't know. I feel like this this is gonna be more. I don't feel like it's gonna be done after two matches. I feel like because I'm beating him next time. I'm period. The next time I face him, I'm beating him, and he's gonna want a rematch. You got to think about it. Like I'm gonna beat him. I'm, there's no way I'm walking in that match and I'm letting him beat me again. He's gonna whatever whatever the stipulation is, whether it's it's a chairs match or tables no no dq singles match grudge match i don't care like I'm, I'm i'm winning the belt back and then he's gonna want a rematch i know how leo rush acts i know how he does i know how he moves and he's gonna want a rematch so it's gonna be a, a third one and then i mean if i have to beat him 20 or four times or and he wants to do best of seven we can do that i mean it's 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 whatever he wants to do it's, it's because i know what i'm i know what's gonna happen next time we face each other Absolutely. And the second part of the question is, um, once all the stuff with Contra is handled and maybe you have to, you know, wait patiently for Rush, um, is there a chance that you and Jordan may possibly go after tag team gold? Because now, obviously, with the Von Eriks losing the title to Los Parks, I think you guys match up better with Los Parks. So is there potential of you guys going for tag team gold as well as you try to hunt for your middleweight title again? I mean, I, I like that. Like, I mean, whether I have the belt or not, I feel like me and Jordan could still carry the load. You know what I mean? Whether we're, whether I got to fight for the middleweight championship and fight for the tag team belts. And we, if we win them, I mean, we, we, we're workhorsemen. We've been ready for that. Like, 
I feel like it's just it's just honest honestly like like you said with Contra like as soon as this this Contra thing's over with and we we handle our business then we can really have a clear vision on what we want to do fantastic is there one guy on Contra that you want to get your hands on the most? Is it uh, Jacob for two? Is it Simon Gotch? Is there one guy that you want to just get your hands on uh, the most? At the moment, it's got to be Gotch because he, he. I mean, he. I mean, you. You've watched. I mean, he's he's yeah. got Jordan messed up. Like, I mean, he he sneaks up behind Jordan and he chokes him out. He beats him up, and that Jordan's been wanting this match forever. But like, if I see him before Jordan sees him, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stomp him out. All right, man. Stomp them out, man. Yes, sir. <laughs> Myron, I've got to ask about the chest protector. I, I, I know the reasons why, but do you really feel that it's helping you? Or do you feel that it's that it's more of a crutch, kind of like a placebo effect thing, to whereas everything might just be psychological because your body has fully healed? Yeah, man. Um, I'm going to still act like my body's not healed, so I can wear it as long as I can. Uh, but... It's yeah. I mean, between me and you though, <laughs> but no, like I, it's, it's, it's become a part of the drip, man. Like I'm, I mean, you've seen Contra ripped up my vest last time. I mean, they attacked me. I mean, fuck. So honestly, it's, it's, I'm probably gonna have to level up with the vest, man. I think I might've get a new one, a new, new and improved one. Nice. I love it. Yeah. I want to ask you about Corp Bauer for a second. Is he contract time? Is he a tough negotiator? He seems like he would be a tough negotiator. He just well, has a. As far as that goes, like we don't go through him usually. I mean, some people do, but like I went through MSL for my contract stuff, so I'm I'm, I'm assuming he knew everything. Like they're going back and forth talking to each other about everything, but. I mean, I felt like they were super, like, easy to negotiate with as far as it goes for me because I signed, a, 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 I think, a two-year deal when I first signed, and that was coming up. It was about to be over with. And I think that was in 2019 or, yeah, 2019 or maybe the beginning of 2020 was going to be – or 2020 June was going to be the end of the first contract. So the beginning of 2020, we re-signed, and I asked for a certain amount, and they were like, how about we give you that? And we keep bumping it up every roll up. I'm like, oh, hell yeah. So, like um, – they, I feel like they, they see what I can do. They, uh, they push me. They, they make me a better wrestler being there. So I, 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 I'm, I'm enjoying MLW and Court's awesome. He's always helpful. That, that's fantastic to hear that about that. When you have somebody who's, who's got the, you know, creativity to let you kind of have that free spirit, Absolutely. but also is helpful when you need it. Now, in terms of Contra, this is an interesting thing because Max Kruger came on this past week on Frisian and he rechallenged Alex Hammerstone to the open weight title. He said, come Same. to my house, come to my lair. So do you think, and in all terms, it might be possible that, if he goes to the lair, which we don't know if it looks like the Batcave, maybe it's a 7-Eleven, could be a fucking Denny's. We have no idea what this Contra lair looks like. <laughs> yeah, but <I> don't <laughs> do you do you think that maybe it might be wise to maybe follow Hammerstone, potentially help him in that lair and bring the fight to Contra or play the waiting game, watch the match, then you can surprise Contra. Because once they give up where this lair is, all bets are off and anybody could hit their house at any time. Yeah, see, that's the crazy thing about it. And this whole thing, like, we really haven't talked to Hammerstone in MMO. We knew what we had to do in the beginning to get MLW back running. But right now, as far as that goes, like, me and Jordan have our own agenda, and Hammerstone has his own agenda. I mean, he wants the world championship and um, the heavyweight championship. And we're honestly, we're here just to let people know that we're not push arounds, and you're not about to push around two grown ass men. Like, it's, it's time for war. You, you, you guys started this, this war. And if, and if you even want to go further back, let's think about it. If they end, ended Cotto Brazil's career, I mean, we've been wanting revenge. Like, they just said, hey, we're here. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it's time. It's time for war. It's no more playing around. Like, I'm smiling. I, like, I'm smiling and playing around now. But, like, honestly, like, it's, it's time for war between injustice and contract. 
Hey, that's a war I'm looking forward to, man. That's gonna that's gonna be absolutely awesome, man. Uh, so let me ask you with, with the new deals. You have new deals with a Fubo. Uh, MLW is expanding. Do, do you, are you expecting a lot more growth in 2021 for MLW? Honestly, uh, last year, like I did stuff that I never, I could never imagine. Like I mean, I wanted it, but like you just don't think like this fast would happen. As far as that goes, like MLW is growing like tremendously literally every year. I mean, let's think about 2019 and 2018 to now, like it's grown crazy over the past two, three years. So this year I think is going to be like double Dutch time compared to the other years. I feel like it's going to do what it did the last three years in one year this year. I feel like, because I just feel like we're on more platforms, more people are seeing our work. They're, they're seeing the product. They're, they're loving it and they're telling people about it. More people's watching it. So it's, I mean, these platforms and just it being streamed everywhere else is just it's awesome. It's getting it's getting to more people. More people are seeing it. What do you have any specific goals uh, that you would like to accomplish in 2021? I, I every year I would like make a goal list on like the companies, blah blah. I like this year I told myself like I put a certain amount of money I want to make this year. Now it was a pretty big 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 amount that like I like probably haven't made I probably made in the last four years <laughs> so like I'm, I just put it out there I said this is how much money I want to make this is just, like I want to be as big as I possibly can get but as far as the work that goes like I'm just gonna like push as far as I can work as hard as I can go to the gym every morning like I'm literally working 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 and just see what comes of it like I don't know because you, I don't want to put a limit on myself I feel like if I start putting out goals like that are like companies I want then I feel like what if I could have done more than that okay man fair enough absolutely and, and to build off that question which was a great question by my PIC my partner in crime um will we see another layer another evolution of Myron Reed in 2021 and what I mean by that is you always want to up the ante as you evolve yeah. and you change and you get stronger and you get better at the craft because you're always learning in this business. We're learning how to conduct interviews. You're learning how to kick ass in the ring. And I can't wait to see you wipe that mustache off fucking Simon Gotch's face. But in the meantime, will there be another layer for Myron Reed in 2021? Dude, it, it literally has just started. Like, with everything is working out perfectly right now. And the, that layer is is coming to life. And it's it's going to happen right in front of your face, like really soon. So just be on the lookout for it because that change is coming. 100. I will keep, I will keep an eye out, man, for sure. Definitely. Hey man, we, we, we had Richard holiday on uh, two weeks ago. Uh, what are your thoughts on Richard holiday and his rarefied air? <laughs> oh man. I, dude, I mean, sometimes I like, I, I think he's a funny guy. He's, he's, he's a talented wrestler. He's a funny guy, but like, I try not to get too caught up watching this stuff because, like, he, he pops me every time. I think he's hilarious. <laughs> Did you see when I screwed up and I called it uh, ratified? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, the refined. No, called refined. refined. I called yeah. it refined. refined. There we go. Yes. Refined. Oh, he made me do ratified. five wall push-ups. Kind of like, you know, when you go to confession and you have to say, like, 10 Hail Marys. Yeah. He made me do five yeah. wall push-ups. And I had to post on Twitter. And I did. I lived up to my, uh, you can ask Lewis. You I did it. wall push -ups. Yeah, yeah. Five wall push-ups, man. Yeah, man. He's hilarious. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> For messing it up, though, that's funny. I'm going to start, I think I'm going to start doing that to people. They can do yeah. push-ups. That's my name. Yeah. Well, you know what? For mm -hmm. the longest time, just a joke, because I know how hardcore Lewis is for you. He's such a fan of yours. When he booked you, I, he was like, dude, we got Mayan Reed. I'm like, nice. We got Mason Red. He's like, no, no, it's Myron Reed. I was like, I know. I just, he, Lewis is so easy to get riled up. Don't even ask him about my opinion of Moose. He gets so agitated when I talk to him about Moose. He gets, Myron, Myron I'm not going to lie to you. It's so easy to the point where we were texting, like battle texting a couple of days ago. And he's like, George, I'm, I'm just joking. I promise. I'm like, fuck, so am I, man. Like, when have I ever been, this is wrestling. I am not that, I love it. It's my everything, but I'm not that serious. Now, back to another question of mine though. Um, in terms of everything that you've accomplished and you've had, again, such a great couple of years with MLW, I, I myself want to know, 
I mean, this is obviously a question that every kid wants. You want a helmet company. You want to wear that heavyweight championship some point in time. You know you do. Everyone has their eyes set on the major prize. If the time is right, whether it could be one year, two years, ten years, is the MLW heavyweight championship something in your sights for the long game? Yeah, like I was at first, like I'm just I've been trying to be the guy that like the first goal was to be the longest reigning MLW middleweight champion. Second goal, now that I've lost it, but I've had some time to think about it. The next goal is become the first ever two-time champion in MLW history. Then after that, I, I would have done what I needed to do, but like I, I also need to make sure that when they think of that middleweight championship, once I'm done with it, when that is, when that time comes, I want them to think of Myron Reed. Like, because every belt you think of a certain few superstars, wrestlers, you think of, if you think of the MOW Heavyweight Championship, I think from the tip of my head, I think Shane Strickland, uh, Tom Lawler, Loki. Like, these are the, the bigger champ, the bigger names, you know what I mean? Like, so, like, I just want to be, when they say middleweight champion, or a championship, they think guys like Myron Reed. Say my name first. You know what I mean? Like guys like Myron Reed and such and such and such and such. But Myron Reed. You know what I mean? One hundred, absolutely. That's a great yeah. answer. All right, man. I got one more question. A final question for me. Um, we got the AEW Impact Wrestling Partnership going on right now. Are there any promotions that you would? like MLW to possibly work with to create some dream matches for you? And if they could create some dream matches, what would those dream matches be for you? Whew, there's a lot of guys out there killing it, man, going crazy on and on all different platforms and companies. Like Ring of Honor would be cool. MLW and Ring of Honor would be sick because it's like, I felt like when I watched Ring of Honor when I was younger, it had that underground, dope underground feel. And I feel the same about MLW now, that underground feeling to it it's just a, it i don't know i feel like that'd be a cool mesh but i'd also impact and aw would be dope too like there's people on every in, in every company for me that like match my style or don't even match my style that i feel like i would mesh well with but as far as like dream matches go there's so many different guys that i want to wrestle like if it's ring of honor oh my gosh i'd, I'd love to wrestle uh gresham but if I mean if it's like impact, Ace Austin, I'd love to wrestle Ace Austin. Uh Chris Bay. Um I mean if it's what NXT, maybe anything, man. I mean, there's so many people on every roster that like these guys are crazy now. Like people are, are so talented nowadays. Yeah, this is a great dream matches. Hopefully they'll uh they'll come true one day, man. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully. Hopefully, man. Got my fingers crossed, man. <laughs> yeah, me, me and you both. <laughs> okay, bro. Absolutely, man. 100% they should come true. I mean, shit, I could see you as a member of Shane Taylor Promotions. You know what I mean? I could see yeah. you smacking him around the, around the Mile High Magnum, Dak Draper. I think you and ROH, uh, that's a great fit. I think MLW and ROH, that's a great partnership. My final oh, cool. question. This is kind of a question that Lewis and I ran before you joined us on the show. There's a lot of stuff going on with Alicia Altoot and Selena De La Renta. Now, I know we don't want to get into personal squabbles, and I'm not asking you to pick a side, but I do have to ask, out of all the back and forth that's happened on Twitter these past couple of days with these two ladies and how much unlove there is there, if you had to choose a side, who would you choose in that beef? De La Renta or El Toot? Uh, it'd probably be El Toot because, you know, I don't know. I don't, I don't like Selena's attitude. <laughs> Nobody it's, does. It's a little too much for me, man. It's just a little too much for me. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I agree with you on that. <laughs> well, this has been a fantastic interview. All my questions have been answered wonderfully, and I knew it was going to be as great as it was. Lewis, are you happy with the questions that were answered? Yeah, I just want to say, Myron, thank you so much, man. I've wanted to talk to you for quite some time. A oh, huge yeah. fan. Been a fan of yours for a while. You actually got me onto MLW when you hit that uh, ring-to-ring cutter on Jason Cade oh, uh, a few years ago. Yeah. When I oh, saw yeah. that, I became a fan of you and MLW, man. So keep up the great work, and uh, I hope we can do this again someday, man. Sounds good, man. Thank you for having me, guys. Absolutely. Fun. My pleasure. Myron, you are now officially a member of the MLW Rewind family. And for anyone out there who is stupid enough to not be following you, where can they find you on the wonderful world of social media? Oh, well, man, check me out on Twitter. 
the bad read uh instagram is reads period world and then of course on facebook myron read youtube myron read spotify music kid read period check it all out check it all out absolutely absolutely and uh you know we already shouted out our our socials just before you got on the interview but why not i know lewis is a glutton for self-emotion so lewis one more time shout out your socials for everyone out there (laughs) okay man so you can catch me on twitter at shooting up north you can catch me on instagram the alliance pro wrestling network uh facebook um alliance pro wrestling network as well man and also my YouTube channel, also Alliance Pro Wrestling Network, man. Absolutely. that's Those are great, great socials. And I am underscore at Straight Talk on Twitter. Myron, I will be following you right after this one. I thought I did, but I just checked and I do not. So I will be following you. I'll follow um, you back. Insta- perfect. Instagram and Facebook, Straight Talk Wrestling. YouTube, Myron Reed already follows me, and he's a fan, and I appreciate the love. Because when oh, I hear yeah. words like that from you, it's an honor, my friend. It's an absolute, absolute honor. So thank Keep you for up, that. Man keep that shit up it's awesome i'm loving it i it i mean it's it's cool for it's probably cool for you to like get to watch the wrestling and be like yeah that was cool and then and actually put your input on how, how you felt about it but like we watch it back and when you guys say whether you whatever you say if it's for me if it's something bad then i'm looking at it like well there's something i can do better than that like i i, I try to view everyone's opinion and, and then every outlook and view i try to like make sure that I'm doing the right things in wrestling. So like you guys are helping with that for sure. Absolutely. And that's why this brainchild was all Lewis. I got to give Lewis the credit on this one. I thought of the name because I'm younger and hipper. So MLW Rewind was all me, but Lewis that's thought nice. of the concept. Nice. He invited younger me to take hipper. place. Yeah. And I'm younger and hipper, sure. I, I Absolutely. I am younger and hipper. But Lewis, okay. not to take anything away from you. You are an OG in this game. You're somebody who I respect. And to have this partnership with you, it's fantastic. And without you, I wouldn't be talking to Myron. The only thing, Lewis, that you and I disagree on is the fact that Leo Rush won the middleweight title for now, only for there to be a part two, part three, part seven. I'm okay with all of it. Hell yeah. That's right. All right, guys. As always, I'm your host, your boy, George McKay. Thank you so much for watching MLW Rewind today. It's in the wrap from my PIC, Lewis Carlin, and our new good buddy, Myron Reed. Peace, love, and wrestling. And we will see everyone next time. Peace.